welcome to In a Spiritual Sense, where we discuss all things spiritual, from growing your intuition, speaking with spirit guides, diving into past lives, the paranormal, and more. Join me, Stacey Piagno, where we work to bridge the gap between science and spirit. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, In a Spiritual Sense, where you can catch full-length videos of each episode. And if you hit that subscribe button, it helps support the channel and you'll be notified of new content as it posts. Hey guys, welcome back to In a Spiritual Sense. I'm your host, Stacey Piagno, and I'm thrilled to have you all back here for episode two. Now, as many of you know, I did give a little spoiler alert on the last episode, sharing with you today's topic of signs and symbols. So today we're going to get into very specifically how spirit communicates with us. We're going to touch on things to look for and how to open up our perspective so we can receive messages. We're also going to discuss how to create our own language with spirit, and I'm going to share many stories and examples with you in hopes to help all of this information sink in and really resonate with you more. So last week we spoke about intuition and allowing messages to reach us by staying open and trusting our sense of thought. Well, building off that, the first thing we need to understand is how spirit speaks. Now, this is kind of a funny comparison, but I want you to imagine you're a ghost and you're living in the same world as us who are alive. And we can't really hear you speak in complete sentences because you don't have the means to do so. But you can show us pictures or guide us to situations where we might see something or hear something on behalf of what you would want us to see or hear. And if you wanted to physically speak, you could only say like one or two words. Now, with this in mind, you would have to get pretty creative with your form of communication. And in addition to that, the receiver of your messages would also have to be pretty open-minded and trusting in what they see, hear, or think. This is more or less what happens with spirit. And as I've mentioned before, spirit can be your higher self, God, your angels, your guides. We can speak with past relatives. Okay, the word is open to whatever fits best with your perspective. So when thinking of communication in this way, what I think you'll find is that you'll have to start thinking in analogies and pairing pictures and thoughts together to create meaning. It's kind of like a puzzle at first, but then once you start to get the hang of it, it starts to come across more naturally. See, when you start to switch your perspective and open your mind to the fact that we are always receiving messages, you'll learn how poetic communication can really be. And you'll actually start to think of these analogies more often. And when communicating, also don't forget about one of those extra senses we spoke on last week, the sense of thought. Because realistically, our soul's true form of communication is to speak telepathically through thoughts. Speaking with words is just a form of communication that humanity has created over time. But once we leave this life and go back to spirit form, we share energy and thoughts with others in a telepathic sense, which is truly how we express ourselves and communicate. Not too long ago, I was um, sitting with myself and connecting with my guides, and I had my journal out, and I was thinking about telepathy and how me and some of those close to me are always on the same wavelength. And of course, I started writing and messages started pouring out. And one thing that I wrote was as follows. 
Think in energy, not logic. Here you will find a new perspective, that of which your healers before you knew. Think in terms of space, pictures, the power of thought itself. This is how the sense of thought is used. When you listen to these thoughts, acknowledge them, and it becomes easier to hear, easier as you say, to believe. Telepathy is how we control energy. It is the spatial energy moved to proximity of another whose spatial energy is to receive. The transfer of thought, therefore the transfer of information. I can present you with thoughts, but it is up to you to accept them. A difficult task indeed for the near observer. You are stubborn, so stubborn to think that a thought is not real, when this is our main form of communication. You think of yourself as wise, when it is far from wise to not listen to a thought. So <laughs> I got a little bit of sass in that message, which reminds me of one of my guides in particular, but um, we'll get into that in another episode. So when thinking about communication though, think of it as a transfer of energy. Don't always get stuck on speech itself. Now, once you do start to become more familiar with how spirit communicates, it's also important to put in some work and learn how to generate your own symbolism and your own language. And you do this by creating an intention for certain symbols. One easy place to start is just with some generic symbols that are very common in society. For example, um, a lot of it can be common sense, like a butterfly means transformation or a heart means love. You can start out really simplistic just to get the hang of it. Another great place to maybe start is with personal items or interests of yourself or those who you're trying to communicate with. This example reminds me more so of when we are wanting to communicate with past loved ones. Like if your grandmother loved hibiscus flowers, that would be a great symbol for you to use as a communication point between the two of you or as a way for her to show you that she's near and she loves you. And side note, ancestors and guides are always with us. We are never alone, so just FYI. Um, one symbol that I use for one of my spirit guides is a hawk or a falcon, um, really any kind of big bird of prey. And in my neighborhood, we actually have a lot of these really pretty hawks that come around from time to time. And since they are around pretty often, I don't always associate seeing them as one of my guides, but whenever I see a hawk in an uncommon way or in a way that stops me, that's when I start to slow down and really pay attention, or I stop and think about if I'm receiving a message. So one story I wanna share is this one evening when I was out walking the dog and I turned the corner and there was this huge hawk sitting on the fence right in front of me. And I stopped and I was looking at it and I was thinking about how beautiful and poised this bird was. And then I started thinking about my guide who I associate these birds with and how the words poise and strength are good descriptions that I would definitely use when describing the personality of this particular guide. Then out of nowhere, this little sparrow comes hopping over to the hawk and started to peck at him. And it was so rare to me to actually witness this little bird going back and forth, jabbing at this very large hawk. And the entire time, the hawk didn't even flinch. 
and I immediately thought, hmm, something that I've been working on lately is to not get affected or bothered by little day-to-day -day annoyances or what we would call obstacles because I really look up to people who carry themselves with poise and people who have a strong, calming presence. And I started thinking, if these are traits that I want for myself, I can't become burdened by life's annoyances. And I said that with quotes because technically annoyances are all perspective. But anyways, I can't become tied up in life's speed bumps. And the message was so clear and it was right in front of me. But if I had not been present in that moment, it was a message that could have been easily missed. And spirit is clever. Um, you really want to know how it works. Funny enough, after I received this message, uh, in order for me to truly understand and connect with it, it only makes sense for me to be able to apply it. Because when you're learning something, you haven't truly learned it until you can apply it in the moment. So, ironically, the whole rest of my relaxing walk was filled with speed bumps and annoyances. And when it started, it really didn't seem like that big of a deal, but things were just continuously happening. Like there was more people out than normal and sometimes my dog just won't stop barking. So we went the opposite direction, but because of this, the sun was blaring in my face and I didn't have sunglasses or a hat. So that in itself was definitely annoying. Then there were multiple moments when my beloved dog ate cat poop. And at one point I tried to stop him, but I got it on me. <laughs> and, and then we passed a sprinkler and he ran up to it and he got water in his ear and I could tell it was irritating him and I was definitely worried about it. And so the evening was just turning south very quickly. So thankfully I then had a thought pop into my head that this is what life is all about. Right now, living in the present moment, during the chaos, during the annoyances, and finding your poise. And being able to take a breath and give yourself space to think and enjoy where you are. And if you're not enjoying it, feel the feelings that you have, but realize they will soon pass. But don't let them build and snowball any further into your day because I could feel my blood boiling. I mean, I was getting aggravated. And listen, I don't care how in tune you are with yourself or with spirit, there will be times when we get upset and aggravated. We're human, we have emotions, and we should be in touch with these emotions. But the goal is to become less affected after an emotional moment. We can't let it continue to build. So that turned into a bit of a tangent, but when dealing with symbols, it's also worth mentioning that you don't always have to look for realistic versions of your symbol. Like it doesn't have to be a real hawk or bird to be a sign. In my case, I could see a hawk on a bumper sticker, or I could hear the sound of an eagle on the TV as I was just thinking about this specific guide. So. Sometimes you'll have to think outside of the box. There's never really one size fits all. 
Now, when you begin to create this so-called library of signs for yourself, your toolkit, as I like to call it, I would try to be a little aware of what you notice on a daily. Like what I mean is if you have a garden full of yellow flowers that either have or haven't bloomed yet, but you know they're there, I would maybe not use that as a symbol. I mean, you can definitely use a yellow flower as a symbol, especially if that's something meaningful to you, but I wouldn't wake up one morning and say, ah, a yellow flower in my yard, it must be Aunt Betty. Now, maybe over time, if a yellow flower is your symbol for Aunt Betty, this can be a space where she will like to energetically hang around. So you can create an intention for that garden, but when receiving a sign of a yellow flower from Aunt Betty, it will more commonly show up when you are not aware of it already being there. Like if you're walking down the sidewalk and there is a plucked yellow flower laying in the middle of the walkway. Or if you were just thinking about Aunt Betty and then somebody walks past you with a t-shirt of a big yellow flower. These are more commonly how true signs will appear to us. But again, first things first, if your initial thought tells you that something is a sign, then go with it because that is listening to your intuition, which is what we're trying to do in the first place, right? Um, also, a couple of other things to keep in mind when determining if your sign is from spirit is timing and repetition. For example, if you are having a hard day and you're stuck in a rut and you look up and see a sign or coincidence, that is spirit coming in with timing. And because of the proper timing, it allows us to grasp onto this message because that's what we're needing at that moment. Whether we're aware of it or not, there are times when subconsciously we are looking for guidance. And when spirit comes through at the right time, that allows us to acknowledge and accept this guidance. As far as repetition, think about training a dog or a pet. And yes, I am comparing us to pets, but <laughs> you'll get the point. Um, if you want to teach something to your dog, you have to have repetition and show them again and again until they understand. This is why we might see the same symbol over and over again. Spirit is trying to associate something with you. And because we are so logical and we don't always catch on the first time or we're too distracted, Sometimes we miss things. Therefore, we will continue to see it until it sticks and we've learned it or until we put an intention on it. So now I have a few more stories that I want to share of how I use symbols to communicate. Um, the first one came about through a dream I had. Actually, it was several dreams over time where I noticed this theme of alligators. And every time I had a dream with an alligator in it, the dream was very chaotic, and I always woke up with a sense of caution. So I decided to pair the symbol of an alligator to mean caution or challenge. So a few months back, I had been having lots of crazy dreams about conflicts and challenges, and with this in mind, one evening I was standing out in the front yard, and I was thinking about my dreams and how I might have some annoyances or obstacles coming my way. I then look up at the neighbor's car and I see a University of Florida Gator decal on the window. And I had never noticed this before, but 
because of Spirit's timing, this allowed me to accept the sign of, yes, I need to be cautious of my responses when these challenges arise in the near future. Then I immediately look over to this big electrical box by the road and there was a sticker of the number five and the number seven. And what I've learned through very briefly studying numerology and tarot is that the number five, at least to me, stands for changes or challenges. And the number seven is about trusting, assessing, and accomplishing. So you may be faced with challenges, but you will overcome them was the message that I received. And it was also very repetitive as I saw the numbers the same time I saw the gator, which was the same time I was thinking about my dream. So there's spirit's use of repetition. And speaking of numbers, numbers are a great tool to use as symbols. They're everywhere and they're easy to put intention on. You can even start by looking up the meanings that are already paired with numbers if you want, like angel numbers, for example, are numbers that repeat three times. Like 111 is a very common one that typically means your angels or guides are with you and they're here to support you. And it doesn't matter that this number is already being used throughout society as a symbol. In some ways that actually makes it better because the collective consciousness of everyone has helped associate a meaning to this number. So it's a symbol spirit is already familiar with and it's easy to reach people with. Again though, pay attention to timing and repetition when you're receiving a sign um, because that always helps. And if you don't want to use a number that already has meaning to it, then make up your own. The number I use to represent myself is number 12. I've always been a big athlete and that was always the number that I was drawn to and that I chose for myself. So I use the number 12 as a way to help me with choices or when I need direction. Like if I see it on something, I look at what that something is, and if I find meaning or get a thought about this item, I know it was meant for me to see or hear. Like one time I read a fortune cookie quote and on the back of the paper, it had the number 12. In addition to that, it also had a number that I used to represent my spirit guides. So that was a message I knew I should pay attention to. Now, this is funny. Um, I was actually going through some old photos and artwork of when I was a kid, and I found my old childhood address, which had the number 1923, and the street name had pirate in it. And coincidentally, the numbers 19 and 23 are both numbers that my current partner always wore on his jerseys when he played sports. So those are the numbers that I associate with him, and I guess I've made those into representations for him. But in addition, his favorite baseball team is also the Pirates. So you might be thinking, okay, cool, that's interesting, but there's more. I then started thinking about one of his childhood addresses and how the number 12 is built into it in addition to the word moon which I have yet to tell you is a very personal symbol of mine that relates to my path. And I created the symbol long before I even met him. So I'd like to see your logic explain that one. <laughs> okay, um, now one of my favorite stories, <laughs> I still laugh at this one, was a few years back, 
and I had recently created a sign for my grandmother, which is a red cardinal. Kind of a long story how it came about, but a red cardinal is my sign for her presence. So this one afternoon, me and my partner were bickering about something, and we just weren't seeing eye to eye. I think he wanted me to drive him across the street or something, and I didn't want to go at that exact moment. So he ended up going outside and walking by himself. And in my mind, I quietly said, Grandma, if you're with me, can you please go follow him and keep him safe or watch over him? Well, about 10 minutes later, I get a call from him to come pick him up. So I sighed and probably rolled my eyes and <laughs> said, fine. Then when I pull up in the parking lot where he was standing, he was looking up in this tree filming something. And I was still in the car with the windows up and he was trying to get my attention, like waving at me to come see. And of course I was still holding on to my pride. So I was acting annoyed <laughs> and I get out of the car and I'm like, what? And he says, come look at this Cardinal. It's been singing to me for like five minutes. My jaw dropped. Um, I was speechless. I, I had chill bumps. I am still speechless when I tell this story, even though this kind of stuff doesn't really, you know, face me anymore. But I can remember it was at that moment when I started to believe and I started working more with symbolism. Speaking of my grandmother, I also used to sit on my back porch and often see cardinals fly by. And sometimes I would say, Grandma, if you're here, can you bring one of these cardinals up close to me? And now back at that time, we were at this little apartment and we were up on the third floor and it backed up to the woods. It was really pretty and this kind of became my space. So I would always ask for these cardinals to come visit. And sure enough, every time I did, if I was patient enough, I would have cardinals swoop up to my balcony and fly away or come land on the railing. Uh, one time I was looking at this one specific cardinal and I asked my grandma for that one bird to come up close to me. And within about 30 seconds, I watched that same cardinal fly up to my porch, land, look at me, and then fly away. So play with it. Play with the energy around you. Make intentions for things. Trust them when they happen. Trust is number one. Also, pay attention to your body when you receive a sign. Um, I've gotten to a point where every time I get a message, I have this little jolt of energy go up my spine. Um, I know some people commonly will get goosebumps, so everyone's going to be a little different, but it's definitely worth paying attention to because if you always notice the same reaction after a sign, it can just act as another layer of confirmation for yourself. So. Those are some of my favorite stories. Um, I have many more, but we would probably be here forever. So message of the day. I want you to treat life like it's a game. I've gotten this analogy so many times when sitting with myself and meditating. And what I've realized is life should be fun. We should treat challenges as an adventure and welcome them because that's the point of playing games, right? You have to go through a journey and conquer it. And you have small battles along the way that make the game worth playing. And you have clues that can help you or, or guide you in the right direction. Think of how much 
more success we would have if we actually used our clues. So that's been a lot. Um, I hope it all makes sense. And I hope you can take something from this because it adds a little bit of magic to your life. And it's fun, it's entertaining. And I hope you all know that we have help around us at all times. Now, with that said, that's all for today. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please use it to inspire those around you. And I'll see you next week on In a Spiritual Sense. For those looking to connect further, please feel free to send emails to info at inaspiritualsense.com or hit me up on Instagram at spiagno, that is S-P-I-A-G-N-O, where you can find weekly inspiration and updates. I look forward to connecting with you.